When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right. Welcome back to Last Second Sports, where we are giving you our take down to the last second. This is your first official post-game rant of the season while the game's still going on, because let's be honest, it's preseason. And who wants to watch Brandon Allen play football? I don't. Rohan, how you doing, man? I mean, today's stream, it's not going to be down to the last <laughs> second because we had to start this thing about five minutes before the game ended because of how <laughs> terrible this was. This yeah. was garbage. This game was, you know, we, we all had this excitement. Football is back. We are ready to see this, especially off training camp, all the buzz we've seen against the Las Vegas Raiders, against Jimmy Garoppolo's team. And it was a it was a garbage draw, uh, just a garbage uh, game. I, as I as I look to my computer right now, uh, Kalen Laybourne and Brandon Allen just uh, miscommunicated on a ball in the flat, just bounced right mm -hmm. off his hand, and yep. we are punting for I don't know how many ever times. What a game! Yeah, Randall, I blame you since you were the one that was in to buy the Moody jersey. It's your fault. We'll just put it that way. Uh, all right, let's let's get into it. Obviously, everybody wants to talk quarterbacks first. And that's what we'll start with. So I put a halftime kind of like mid-game rant together talking about Trey Lance. And I'll just recap that real quick. There definitely was some ups and downs. I'll put it that way. There was some awful plays. There was some good plays. And really the best way that I could surmise it at this point is to say, first of all, I got to see the all 22 because early on, I can't, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's on the offensive line. Is to the reason that the pressure was getting there. I don't know if it's on Trey Lance. I don't know if it's on the receivers not getting separation. I don't know if it's a combination of all three. All 22, I should get my hands on it tomorrow. I'll make a video, and that way everybody can see it and then come up with their own conclusion. So I don't know exactly what happened early, but what I can say is regardless of how or why, it was very, very ugly. Very ugly early on. And then it actually started to look good. He was able to move the ball. They were able to go score, albeit on the very, very lucky play, no doubt about it. Should have been a pick. And then you had another near pick in the half, followed by some really good throws to go put yourself in a position to score when you had, I think it was around 30 seconds or so on the clock, starting it around your own 18-yard line. So there was some good. There was some awful. It was kind of just like, eh, you know, it... I don't know. It wasn't spectacular by any means. It was just kind of a day. So that's what I thought of Trey Lance at halftime. I'll let you talk about Trey Lance, and then we can get into Sam Darnold as well. But uh, what were your thoughts on on 
Trey Lance in the offense in the first half? Well, first of all, I'm happy. I, I know the game is really bad. I'm happy we'll finally get to see some all 22 because during yeah. training camp when bad days happened, we couldn't go back and see what, what we initially thought was true or not. And so that's what I'm happy. So, uh, you know, definitely you you make final reservations after seeing the game again. But overall, I mean, you, it would be hard to say that it wasn't a disappointing day for Trey Lance. Not only because of how it ended up going along, but because the in a way the hype going into this game for the quarterback, right? He had gotten the start, the first preseason start, potentially indicating that the 49ers viewed him as a higher quarterback in their quarterback two race. And he had gotten the opportunity after, you know, a, a pretty quiet joint practices because all the first team reps and majority of the reps went to Brock Purdy. And so, again, your first your first drive ends up in two sacks on three dropbacks. And it's it's not a it's not a pretty, uh, you know, drive overall. The sacks, it seemed somewhere on Lance, somewhere on the offensive line, four overall. I thought it was two and two. I am not sure if three were on Lance or not, um, but I'll have to go back and look. But Lance, you know, it's interesting because I thought that there were a few throws he should have made. He should have hit the some of some of the show throws. People like to call them gimmies. You know, I thought that those some of those throws he should have hit. He did have some nice throws, a 15 in to Conley, um, you know, uh, you could talk about the wobble, whatever, but it was on the money. He had a, a couple of nice throws. That one was one. Um, another one uh, was uh, at the very end of the second half. He had a nice throw. And overall, you know, there were some nice plays, but they were also the really head-scratching throws from Lance. A near interception in the end zone, which would have been pretty poor, obviously dropped off the defender's hands. And then another one off the linebacker's hands where it seemed that, you know, at early on, Lance was hesitant, and then as Lance grew, while there were some good plays, there would be a sprinkle of bad plays, and that's kind of what summed up today's game. Not a great day for Lance. Yeah, and I would say, um, you know, there were some interesting things as well. Like, I don't, I don't know what was with. Let, let me look at how the game started. Let me. I'm gonna go through the drives real quick. Uh, hold on a second. Okay, so first drive, no runs. Second right. drive, one run that was like a no yard gain. Third drive, no runs. And it was like, okay, just sit in the pocket and pass. Like, don't use his mobility. Don't run the ball. We're just going to go win on Trey Lance's right arm, which I'm like, okay, it's an interesting game plan. Then I would say at drive four, is it started to look like, I'll, I'll quote, use check. It started to look like 49er football, where they were going horizontal a little bit more. They were getting him, you know, getting to move the pocket. And that's where he and not just him, but the offense started to look comfortable. The offensive line seemed like they were able to protect. They felt more comfortable in that situation. And so overall, that's when things started to look better. He then finishes eight of 11 from that point on. And, you know, you again, this is why you watch the game, because if you look at the numbers, like if, if I don't watch and I just look at the numbers, what are you, 10 of 15, 112 yards and a touchdown? I'm like, Damn, Lance must have balled out, right? No, he didn't ball out. He did not ball out by any means. So that is why you watch the games and you don't stat track and do those types of things. Because, again, if that's what you're doing, then on the surface, it looked good. But overall, it did not look good. Um, there were some good things. There were some awful things. And again, I'm very curious to see how the All-22 plays out. Because that will change my mind 
a little bit. Like right now, it's like a five out of 10, but I could go up to maybe a seven if it's all on the offensive line, and I could go down to a three if it's all on Trey, those early sets. So that's kind of where I'm at with it, with Trey Lance and his day, and then the offense. I would say the best thing that he did throughout the day was there was one really, really good escape that he had where I, I don't know how he got out of it. They seemed to be at his feet. He was able to pull out of the sack and then complete a pass on the sideline. And then after the near interception again to end the half, to move the ball down the field that quickly and get the team in scoring range, that was also very good. But again, there was some ugly, ugly stuff as well. So, all right, let's talk about uh, Sam Darnold a little bit. What was your thoughts on him for the day? Better than Troy Lance is what I would say. Um, I think he finished the day five of eight for 84 yards. And the thing that pointed uh, like really popped out to me early on, right? When we talk about Sam Donald, I thought the the number one thing, cause he had a pretty solid first drive. It was the, the drive that ended out on downs. Um, something though, that popped out more time in the pocket. And it was a mix because uh, it was a, it was a mix of that. And also the 49ers implementing a half and half, you know, a run pass dynamic, which seemed to freshen up um, the offensive line a little bit. And also, again, it's the, it's the backup, like it's the backups versus the backups. The Raiders put in more backups. Thought Donald looked a little more comfortable after that. You know, the big play was the one to Ronnie Bell, a really nice ball for a 37-yard gain and a good catch from Ronnie Bell. But he had a couple of nice plays. He had a, a, a pass to Winstead. He had a pass to Tay Martin. He had, uh, I believe those were the biggest plays, um, if I'm looking at it, um, on that drive. And it led to a fourth and one of the 31-yard line. And obviously that's where it, it – it, you hope you convert on fourth and one. Couldn't clearly convert there. But I thought he led a nice drive to start things off, and it was a nice array of runs and passes. I think Darnold on that nine-play drive had only, uh, if I'm counting, four, three passes. Had only three passes. So, um, you know, it was a nice nice array because he had 59 yards on those three passes. Then, obviously, his next drive was thwarted by a fumble. And then his final drive, they drove 30 more yards. But, again, a nice array of passes. And this one's, this was the one where he looked a little more shaky. Had the the PBU intended for Ronnie Bell, where the, the safety rookie Christopher Smith kind of broke in a really nice break on that play and then hit Ronnie Bell later on for a good ball, um, the play right after. But, you know, this one was where he was looking a little more shaky. Uh, some inaccuracies came out. Still, was it a good day for Sam Donald? Maybe. I, I wouldn't necessarily characterize it as a great day. Not a bad day for Sam Donald. Average. It's just plain average. And so um, that's the way that I'd look at it. Nothing too special from Sam Donald. Um, the one really solid throw is to Ronnie Bell. Had a turnover-worthy play as well. Average. Yeah, uh, definitely. I, I, I just, they weren't able to put any points on the board. Not all his fault either. But it just, here's the thing, and it's just, it's one preseason game, okay? And it's preseason. So let's remember that for all the players that we're talking about today. I've seen a lot of people look like heroes in preseason and not be very good. And I've seen a lot of people look bad in preseason and end up being very good. That being said, if this is what you can look at from the backup quarterback position, because remember, Brock Purdy's the starter. And if Brock Purdy's not who a lot of people think he is, the 49ers are in deep shit. Like, let's just keep it a, a full buck right now. If 
Brock Purdy is more who he's been through training camp. And these quarterbacks, these other quarterbacks are who they showed to be today. The 49ers are, are not winning anything. Like it doesn't matter who starts. They're just not going to. So that's my big takeaway is, and again, we, we still have time, right? Like Brock Purdy hasn't taken a snap yet in a regular season game. These are preseason games. They're not playing with, with ones by any means. We'll see how it looks going forward. But worst case scenario, Brock is who he's been in practice. These quarterbacks are who they were today. The 49ers are, are not in a good position from the, from the most important position in football. That's what I think. You're muted. There we go. But I was saying, I agree. And this was my takeaway out of training camp. And I'm not seen as a negative person necessarily. I, 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 don't, I just like to be realistic how, how I call it. But the quarterback situation was one where I was outwardly negative because of what I had seen. I came out of training camp having no, I didn't have confidence in either of the three quarterbacks that San Francisco had on the roster. I honestly didn't. I, I didn't think either any of the three impressed me throughout training camp to where I could feel confident in this having one of them as the starter. Again, it's practice. You're still building up to the regular season and you have 17 games to get it right. But that is a serious red flag for a team with as, as strong of a roster at the top that the 49ers have. Now that you're seeing some of these depth concerns at other positions, you're wondering at the biggest position of them all at quarterback, what happens if Brock Purdy doesn't build up back to what he was last year? If he does build up and can improve on last year, you're in a good sign. But at the moment, like I said back in training camp, I am not that confident in the three quarterbacks. And it was cool because in the joint practices, this is where that reporting really started to come out, right? You didn't hear many other – like a lot of people tried to put a positive spin on it coming out of training camp. But in the joint practices after that really poor performance from Brock Purdy on Friday, I believe, where now you have Raiders beat reporters also sharing their thoughts on the quarterback situation, there's a lot more realisticness coming out of this situation. And this is what's opening up fans' eyes. This is obviously not a good continuation of what happened during the joint practices. Yeah, and Yafi says, Jesse, and he's yelling it, of course, because he's very angry. Jesse, Brock has nothing to do with today, laugh out loud. He's the starting quarterback of the team. What do you mean? It's not like he came off of a good showing in these joint practices, and this is not a Brock Purdy versus Trey Lance situation. Brock Purdy is the starter of this 49ers football team. He is the one that is expected to help lead this team to a Super Bowl. He is the reason that Trey Lance will not play unless he gets injured, uh, Brock Purdy meaning, and is given the job day one based off of what he did last year. So the conversation always needs to go back to him. And the point is, is that right now, I don't know if I can trust any of the backup quarterbacks. So if Brock Purdy's not who Correct. people like you, Yaffe, think he is, the 49ers are in trouble. And I'm not saying what Brock Purdy is or is not yet. I don't know. We haven't even seen a real snap. But if it is at all like it has been in practice, the 49ers are in trouble because I can't trust what I saw today from these guys that played quarterback. And we'll see how Brock Purdy does. So yeah, as the starter of this team, he 100% is a part of everything the 49ers do. No, I agree. And I mean, the point isn't saying... We're, or the point isn't an indictment on Brock Purdy necessarily, but it's pointing out what could happen should Brock miss time because this is what we've seen. What we saw today isn't Brock. What we saw today is what would happen if Brock was out. And we're saying we're not that confident at the moment 
if Brock were to miss time or if he's not the quarterback that he was last year. Yeah, and that's the big thing is if the 49ers don't win a Super Bowl this year, they need to come away with this with a franchise quarterback. And so at the end of the season, one or one of two of those things need to happen. Hopefully both. Hopefully both those things happen. They win a Super Bowl and they figure out that they do have a franchise quarterback. But if neither of those happen, then the season, I mean, it's a complete loss. So we'll see how it plays out. But again, it's it's just one preseason game. This guy is not falling. We haven't even seen the starting quarterback play yet. But I think that there were some other things that came out of today that that might be actually concerning. And we can get into one of those right now. Uh, here, let me save this. Money Moody, not so money today. Remember, they spent a third round pick on this kicker. A lot of people told me that it was a great pick because of various reasons, and it still may be. But my whole point with Moody is that it he needs to be a top five kicker in this league in order for it to be worth it. When over half the kickers, starting kickers in the NFL, are undrafted free agents, including the best kicker by far in the NFL maybe the best kicker in NFL history when it's all said and done. Moody starting 0 for 2 today is not great, especially because we know how kickers work. It's There's something very superstitious about the way that a kicker goes about their business. And a kicker can have an off day, and then that ruins everything for them for weeks, months, or forever. Hopefully, Moody's able to bounce back but not an encouraging start to his career going 0 for 2 today. What were your thoughts on Moody? We were together for the live stream where Jake Moody was selected at the 99th or at the 102 um, overall pick or whatever it was, and we were not happy. Not because Jake Moody is a bad player. Regardless of how he performed today, I don't think Jake Moody is a bad player. But overall, when you talk about positional value, this is the highest a kicker has ever been drafted since 2016 in the Mm -hmm. second round when Roberto Aguayo was taken, and he was a bust, unfortunately. He was not a good kicker. You'd look back before that, it's five more years that you turn the clock. If you look at the kickers last year, eight of the top 10 kickers in, uh, in accuracy were undrafted. You look at the top 25 kickers, there's at least 75% of those kickers that went when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details undrafted it just tells you that the value at the position is not as high as what the 49ers were achieving now this pick can still become a good pick nonetheless if jake moody performs as you hope he performs which as jesse said is a top five kicker in the nfl 
If Jake Moody can become a top five kicker in the NFL, the 49ers killed this draft pick because that is a position where they have looked to at least, uh, you know, secure some stability at after losing Robbie Gould. And that is the case. However, it's unfortunate to see Jake Moody start off poorly. And am I that concerned? No, not necessarily. I thought he played well in training camp, but I also thought there wasn't that big of a gap between him and Zane Gonzalez, who the 49ers are, you know, they've traded a conditional seventh round pick for, who's essentially not that valuable overall. That's the thing that I saw from uh, from this kicking competition. And yes, every time that it's unfortunate, but every time that Jake Moody doesn't have a great game, there are going to be two things tied to him. One, his draft status, and two, the fact, uh, the the high expectations that come with it, understanding where he was selected and understanding that he really doesn't have that much room, uh, you know, that much room for error in a season where the 49ers are coming off pretty high-end kicker play, at least in the postseason. On a, you know, uninspiring start for him, not concerned right now, but still not great. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, Jets gang says y'all got smoked. Bro, it's preseason. Like, I don't, I, I don't know. There's how many teams have done well and gone to the playoffs that were like zero and three or back then zero and four in the preseason. Like, it's preseason. I, I know that. Like, as a Jets fan, you probably feel really good about preseason wins because you guys don't go to the playoffs very often. But we don't care about preseason wins. Now, I'm not saying you don't take anything from preseason. But we didn't have starters playing, so I don't really care if they got smoked in a preseason game. Nobody's going to remember this in a month from now, so we'll see. Hopefully, you guys can make the playoffs. You guys got a tough division yourself, so, you know, that's, the that's Jets what it lost is. lost to Kellen Mond to start off the preseason. That should yeah, just well, tell you how valuable the preseason is. They, they exactly, lost to Kellen exactly. Mond. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Golly. Uh, let's see. There was another one that I wanted to pull up here. Uh, hold on, hold on. Oh, here we go. Uh, NG 49 says, nice stuff, Jesse. I have a buddy, uh, who has a nephew that he cannot contact in Hawaii. Yeah. So if you look, what's attached to this stream is a fundraiser. And the cool thing about fundraisers on YouTube. So I don't know if you guys know this, but if you do a super chat, or um, you watch an ad, the way things work on YouTube is YouTube takes a cut before they give it to the creator, right? But when you do a fundraiser, every dollar that you donate goes directly to that fundraiser. Google doesn't take anything from that. So um, I say all of that to say that there's a fundraiser added to this. I have family that is in Maui and I had somebody reach out to me and just say, hey, you know, would you mind using your platform to to do a fundraiser and try to help the people out in Hawaii. And I said, yeah, absolutely. So there is a fundraiser that is added to this stream. You should see it right below the video. If you are able to do so, anything definitely helps. Um, they're struggling over there in Maui. It is very, 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 very rough right now. It's very sad. And it sounds like there's already 90 people that have passed away and they've only really searched about 4% of the island so I, I think that this death toll is, is going to be pretty out of control when it's all said and done. And, um, you know, a lot of these people are kids and, and what have you. So it's, it's devastating anyways. Um, so yeah, anything I can do NG 49er, anything that y'all can do would be awesome as well. So, you know, here's the thing with, with Moody and 
Again, not the end of the world, but I do get concerned when kickers start to miss because they definitely get the yips. And it, they're, it's interesting because they're a lot like baseball players. Baseball yeah. players are very superstitious. They do their rally caps and they put bubble gum on the, the bill of their hat and they do all these weird things. Um, when they're getting ready to go up to bat, they got to hit their cleat a certain amount of times and dig into the dirt before they get into the box and all sorts of crazy stuff. That's what kickers are like. Like Kickers have superstitions and it's very easy to get them off their mark. So I'm curious to see next week how Moody bounces back. Hopefully he will be fine. Uh, but I know that kickers easily can get off their game, and I hope that is not the case for Moody. All right, let's talk about some other standouts in this game because I think there's some things that we can talk about, good or bad, whichever direction you want to go. I'll say, let me just start out with, I'll give, I'll give one bad, and then I'll give one good, and then I'll let you do the same. Uh, one bad for, for me is the trenches. Especially on the defensive line, like I said, I want to see the all 22 before I figure out what happened early in that game. Um, if it was on the offensive line, Trey, receivers, what have you. But uh, the defensive line certainly got whooped for a big portion of this game. They had a great fourth down stand, but outside of that, they really were not winning a lot of these matchups across the board. That was concerning to see because the way that I see it is. And I think the way that a lot of people see it for the 49ers is that they have a ton of depth. There's a ton of talent. And really, they could be the best defensive line in football. But a lot of that comes down to what we think is depth pieces, especially in the interior of the defensive line. So it's a little disheartening to see them not really win those battles. Uh, the players, we all know them across that defensive line. I had hoped that they would have showed a little bit better today. They did not have a good showing. As far as somebody that played well, I have to give a shout out to Ambry Thomas. I have to. Because the five days that I was there at training camp, Rohan, and we talked about it every time. Every time he was on the field, it's like, okay, they're going to throw his direction. Here comes a completion. And almost every time, that was exactly what happened. Today, he played very well. And for a player that may be fighting for his 49er life right now, to see him play well, how can you not root for that? Like, that is a really good thing. And the 49ers secondary certainly can use some depth as well. So the fact that he played well today, we'll see if he ends up making the team. Let's hope that he continues to do that. But I thought it was very encouraging. And just like the human element, very, very happy for him because I know that his back is certainly against the wall, potentially as a 49er here. So what are uh, a couple takeaways, good and bad for you today? Yeah, I mean, I love the the two that you pointed out. Trenches, both offensive line and defensive line, were on my stock down um, out of halftime. It's going to be on my stock down at the end of the day today. Offensive line, not great. Overall, not great. You don't want nine pressures on 15 dropbacks with Trey Lance, and you don't want four sacks on 15 dropbacks, right? It's not a good sign overall. And then de defensive line, the run game was alarming. I mean, uh, seeing Kevin Givens and Javon Kinlaw get pushed uh, uh, in the middle and, you know, allowing runs to go to the second level consistently, it's alarming. I'll go a different route, and I don't know if everyone will agree with me. Stock down, one guy I had non-quarterbacks-wise was Isaiah Oliver. He was the lone starter to play for the 49ers today. Every other player on the team, I believe, did is uh, that played today was a backup. Isaiah Oliver was the lone starter, 
And so it's not great to see him give up two catches in the time that he played, yeah. including a touchdown catch. Again, very small sample size, but it's intriguing that he was he played probably due to the lack of depth at cornerback. That is why he played. But still, um, stock down for him. Gave up two catches, including a touchdown pass in the red zone today. Um, thought, you know, uh, he was one of my guys on the downtrend. On the uptrend, I have a couple of options, but um, I'm going to give love to these two specific players. Uh, two skill position players. First one, Tyron Davis-Price. I thought he had a solid day on a day where the offense was down. I thought he ran the ball pretty darn well. Um, not exactly sure how many yards um, he ended with on the day, but I thought he, uh, you know, he had a pretty solid day. And even if you look at the yards per attempt or whatever, whatever the numbers end up being, I thought it was a solid day in terms of his vision, in terms of the, the things that we saw in camp continue to carry over. And the second one had a bad play at the end. But Ronnie Bell, I liked what I saw from Ronnie Bell, apart from the really blatant drop that ended in an interception. He had some nice catches downfield. He looked that he could he looked the part to play on the inside and on the outside, had a catch on a go route on the outside, could also play in the slot as well. And he, you know, it's not that I was very impressed with him as a returner, but he showed some grit in there, especially on the punt returning side. Um, and it, it, you know, especially ball security wise, that's something you want to see. I think Deshaun Jameson's the better returner, but Ronnie Bell is continuing to trend up, had him making the 53 after training camp, and that stance still stays after day one of preseason. Yeah, Ronnie Bell. <laughs> now he had the one drop that went through his hands and ended up being a, an interception near pick six. Definitely not on Allen, but outside of that, man, there was a play. And, and it's funny because I remember when he got drafted, I, I tweeted almost the exact same thing. I'm like, he's a 49er football player. You see it in his film. He blocks. He's a willing blocker. He's got tough hands. He fights through contact when he catches the ball. And then you saw that all on display again today. So, yes, shout out to Ronnie Bell as well. Who was who was your – did you have any bad – sorry, I didn't catch the, the bad portion uh, of Yeah, it. my bad was uh, Isaiah Oliver today. Oh, Isaiah, that's right. I did hear you say Oliver. Um, I, I was hoping that maybe you would say, hmm, do, do you want to say it or do you want me to say it? <laughs> Who are you going to go for? Cam Latu? Oh, I mean, yeah, that's an obvious one. Yeah, I mean, he, he's been on the down for a while. Uh, yeah, uh, Cam Latu. He's, he's not, he, he didn't look great in training camp. I'm not going to lie. Drop issues continued and they were pretty high at uh, the joint practices. He was a drop guy at college too. And, you know, maybe he, maybe he's a solid, solid blocker. And that's truly going to be seen when Pat, I mean, when tackling and live tackling and all comes on um, in the next few preseason games, but you have drop issues and you have a fumble issue. Not a great uh, start for him on his lone touch of the day. He fumbled the football. Yikes for third yeah. rounders today for San Francisco. Well, yeah, and he he struggled to even bring that ball in. It wasn't like it was a rocket pass or anything difficult. Like he struggled to bring it in initially, and then he fumbled it. It's like, man, I just and hearing the way that he kind of talked after one of the practices this last week, where he's like, you know, I got to lose some weight and I got to get you. It's like, man, the game is moving a little bit too quickly for him. Which is for rookies, you can understand it, but when Two of the the quote unquote bad from today's game were the two of the first three picks that you had in this year's draft. That's a little bit rough, for sure. 
a little bit rough. So I don't know. We'll it's, we'll see how it, it plays is, yeah. out, but not a good start. Definitely not a good start for some of those guys. Uh I think tell me tell me what you think. I thought today that they were gonna go Trey Lance first half, Sam Darnold second half. I didn't realize that Allen was gonna get the fourth quarter. I would imagine let's assume Brock Purdy doesn't play next week. We would see the same layout next week, but flip flop Lance and, and Darnold, I would imagine, right? Like cause they want to get a look at all of them. So I would imagine Darnold would get the first half, Lance would get the third quarter, and then Allen the fourth quarter, assuming that Brock Purdy doesn't play. Is that kind of how you would see it playing out next week? I actually anticipate Brock Purdy to play. Um, joint okay. practices were this week. I anticipate him playing. Um, obviously, I don't know uh, whether that will happen not, uh, due to you know the throwing program, due to all the factors behind him. But if, Lan- uh, if Purdy does not play, I would envision a very similar outlook. I honestly didn't think Allen was playing at all. There was a story that came out right before um, uh, the game started that Allen's actually, uh, his wife is giving birth. And so he was going to go right after the game. Didn't think he would suit up, but uh, he did. He played the fourth, and I would assume the same thing happens uh, the game after. Whether, I mean, you want Brandon Allen getting a full set of fourth-quarter reps, don't know. I also don't know if that was the plan based on the way this game went because it was a blowout. There was no need necessarily, but it's reps still. So not sure if the the way the game went altered uh, the thought process, but wouldn't anticipate a similar trajectory for quarterbacks next year. Or next game. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, if okay, so if Brock plays, I would imagine you're going to get maybe a drive out of him, maybe two, and then I would assume that Sam would be the first one up, regardless of how it plays out. Like I, I just think that what they've done in practice, where they've kind of rotated them through, I would imagine next week Sam's the first guy up, and then uh, Trey would be in after him, and then Allen is how it will go, and then the fourth pre or third preseason game, you might see a lot of what you saw last year with Purdy and Sudfield, where it's like they're literally going to rotate them through the game and just see how it goes as they're trying to make a decision here for the quarterback depth chart. So curious to see how that plays out next week as well. And uh, yeah, is there anything else that you want to add? But overall, I mean, one thing that I will say about Mm -hmm. this kind of rep split, maybe, you know, maybe you do see Brock get the first to drive Darnold after that for like a quarter and a half. Um, you know, he gets the majority of the action. My question to you, though, what do you think about the third game? Because maybe Brock doesn't play in that third game. Maybe that's an indicator of where the 49ers are leaning quarterback right before the, the season starts. Yeah, and that's what I that's what I think. Even if Brock plays in the third game, again, you might get a quarter out of it. But remember last year in that third game, that's what they did with Brock and, and uh, Sudfield. They just kept like rotating them in and out of the game. It was like one drive, it's one player, one drive, it was the next. Right. And they did that to figure out, like, let's get one last set of eyes on this thing. I imagine that's what they would do with Sam and Trey as well. I could be wrong. I mean, they may go, you know, more traditional, like you get a quarter, you get a quarter. But I would imagine that it would be kind of like that if they feel like, hey, we got a decision to make here. So, no, I would, I would, I would just think a similar way. I would think that, you know, it'd be, um, some somewhat of an evener split. And I wonder if Brock plays in that game, maybe it's quarter, 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 like something like that. Yeah, could be, could be. Yeah, and, and I am, I'm excited to see uh, Brock play. And I, I hope that he plays, I hope he gets at least a quarter next week, If especially if that's the only game that he's in a play. Because I really do want him to get that time to just like 
get everything out, like get those first snaps out and you know, whether it looks good or bad, like get them out of your system. And then that way, when you go into week one, you're fully ready to roll and you've played actual football. Again, these joint practices were very important. Kyle Shanahan talked about them, whatever they are, what they are getting a, a, a preseason quarter in would be nice as well. As much competition as he can get in, I think is only going to benefit him as they work towards week one. So I think it's super important. No, I agree. All right, y'all listen, that was a short one. Uh, I do have a full reaction video from halftime as well. If you want to go check that out on Trey Lance and the offense in the first half, once again, if you have anything available, you are willing to, uh, there is a donation that is attached to this stream. 100% of the proceeds go directly to the fundraiser, which is aiding in the wildfires in Maui. They are in a rough spot out there. So definitely, if you can, please help them out. Rohan, thanks for jumping on with me for a quick post-game rant. And I'll be back at it hopefully tomorrow with the All-22 to show you guys really what happened early on in that game so we can figure it out. Until then, peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.